Flash across your country, set your name on your chive There's people always dying, trying to keep them alive There's bodies decomposing in containers tonight In an abandoned building where The squad has made a mural of a Mexican girl With 15 cans of spray paint in a chemical swirl She's standing in the ashes at the end of the world Four winds blowing through her hair But when great Satan's gone The horror of Babylon Well she just can't sustain The pressure where is placed She caves The Bible's blood and Torah's death The Koran's mute If you burn them all together You get close to the truth still They're pouring over Sanskrit Under Ivy League moons While shadows lengthen in the sun Cast on a school of meditation Built to soften the times And hold us at the center While the spiral unwinds It's knocking over fences Crossing property lines Four winds cry until it comes It's the sun, a man Touching towards Cassadega to commune with the dead They said you'd better look alive And now it's off to old Dakota Where a genocide sleeps In the Black Hills, the Badlands The Callous East I buried my ballast I made my peace Her four winds leveling the pines But when Grace saved What's up, Open Lines listeners? Welcome to Sunday, October 21st, 2018. We are going to listen to a Hobo Safe Camp virtual campfire that was originally aired. My dog is scratching himself. He looks like he's taking much pleasure. It originally aired December 1st, 2016. Nope, that's not right. That's wrong. I'm wrong. January 10th, 
Now the other dog's barking. He knew I was wrong. January 10th, 2017 was the original air date for this. Uh, we were joined by Raven Mardrosian, Indra Singh, Chris Gruden, and Raja. And it's a pretty long one, so I'm not going to have a very long intro here. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to Open Lines Radio. We are uh, loving the feedback we're getting. Um, I want to thank everyone who's donated. Deborah, thank you so much. Um, uh, we, we're, we do this um, advertisement-free. Uh, your donations do count. You can go to um, artbellisdead.com and place a donation through PayPal if you'd like. Or if you do not like, just continue listening. We just want you to listen, whatever it takes to get you to listen. Um, enjoy this little nugget of goodness. From, from the giant, giant tin, tin can, can telephone that connects us all to each other, other from, from heart, heart to heart to heart to heart to heart, Raven, Indra, Chris, Raja, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. All right, first up is Raven. Martyrosian, and I'm probably slaughtering her name, but it's Raven. Raven is a seasoned tarot professional, author, and spiritual healer. You can find her on Instagram at Raven Martyrosian, which is R-A-V-E-N-M-A-R-D-I-R-O-S-I-A-N, all one word. Um, or check her out on her website, which is shivayawellness.com. Um, you can also find her books on Amazon. Her most popular is the Reluctant Tarot Reader, which documents her sexual and metaphysical coming out of the closet. So um, let's get started. Raven, kick us off. Enjoy. In an email uh, about a, your metaphysical coming out of the closet, coming out of mm-hmm. the closet metaphysically, and I just really like that term. And mm-hmm. I think you you wrote your book is uh, that you wrote is called the Reluctant Tarot Reader. Right. Correct. So I can kind of see how those. <laughs> go together and I'm just wondering <laughs> uh, about your metaphysical coming out of the closet moment um, and or maybe it wasn't a moment probably a period of time and what that was like right well it was kind of like your Instagram post that you just put up about uh, the light at the end of the tunnel uh-huh. is an illusion there is no tunnel so <laughs> right. which I loved and it's sort of that sort of describes my journey through this acceptance of my gifts because I grew up in in a very uh, constricted, well, it was a religious community of evangelical Christians. And at the time, I thought that was the way life is, right? So Mm -hmm. I never really even considered going into the direction of what we considered the occult in the church, which was the devil's work. And it was never even something that felt tempting to me. And when I saw a friend's Ouija board, I got creeped out. You know, I just, I was always like a good Christian girl. I stayed within the boundaries. And so... Um, in, in my twenties, my early twenties, I had, I was at a Christian college and of course that's the perfect place to fall in love with a woman, you know? So, (laughs) so, and that was a very understandably a very difficult time because it was not accepted in the Christian church to be in love with a woman. Was that something that you had ever crossed your mind before or was it just 
getting out women, of your yes. house? Yeah. Women, women, yes. The occult, no. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. So, it, you know, the occult, and when I say occult, I mean, you know, the hidden secrets and the deeper realms that we don't really look at in daily life. So right. um, coming out of the closet actually brought me to the metaphysical closet later on down the road. And it was really my 20s were a perpetual breakup, right? So I was always depressed and, <laughs> and <Right>. falling <laughs> in and out of love. Right. And then I was at a, a real defining moment in my life was that I was at a retreat center which was run by Catholic nuns. And I was not Catholic. In fact, the Christians I hung out with did not believe Catholics were saved, but I really liked Catholics and I liked their way of being. And as I was going through another breakup and sitting by a lake and very depressed, this one nun walked up to me. She's sort of a contemporary nun and didn't have the habit or anything like that. And she handed me what I thought was a deck of playing cards. And she was like, I think you should go use this. Like go play with this. And I looked down and it was the mother piece tarot. Huh. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like I had a moment of like, this must be okay with God, you know? Yeah. And she was very, you know, nuns are very, uh, they have like a game, you know, poker face. They're mm-hmm. very cool about these things. And I took it back to my cabin and I had a lot of time on my hands. So I thought, well, I have no idea what the hell to do with this, but I'll just start playing with these round playing cards. And that was my introduction to the tarot. And it really helped me during that time, even though I had no idea what I was doing. I just threw a card and read the book. Right. Well, that helps because that's something, you yeah. know, that's what gives you a perspective you nor, you never would have gotten. Right. And it gave me that religious sort of permission to say, oh, maybe I can start exploring this. And that was my first step out of the closet. You know, reading cards and being a healer came much later down the road. That was like 10 years later. But that right. was the first time and it had a, a really big impact on me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. Because, yeah, because I, I always... That that stigma that gets assigned to them is is it's like they're not like I don't even I don't even understand how that happens because mm-hmm. all they are is basic psychology you know what I mean right. when you really look at right. it it's nothing there's nothing like really like there can't be how can there be anything evil it's just basically the study of people you know right well that just tells you how much the church actually believes in the power of right, the tarot exactly, because exactly. <laughs> you know it's not just pictures and and the tarot gets a bad rap because it's a physical product you know psychics and people who do their work who don't use tools of divina- divination mm-hmm. in some ways can hide in their own work and of course people in this work are going to be some of them will be secretive and some of them will be underground because you think about all the ways that healers were abused by the church and by society so there is still that stigma of i'm going to be killed or i'm right. going to be burned at the right. stake yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh-huh even i mean it, it sounds crazy like but even today like even today, yeah even to just post something on instagram kind of makes me nervous you know <laughs> right well i found i found even with um it, it kind of does blend coming out of the closet sexually and metaphysically so if you have somebody who's big figure in social media who comes out of the closet, especially if they were already married, you can't believe the blowback that they get from people right. if, versus if they ended up with someone of the opposite sex. But coming out of, the, out of the closet metaphysically can have that aura of fascination or, oh, tell me what I need to do with my life or help me out. So there is that sort of glamour and fascination, but both are sort of an illusion because it's kind of like, I'm just telling you my truth. I'm not meant to be anybody's guru, <laughs> and right. and I'm just trying to live my life the way I live it, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. There is that stigma around it still of fear and 
and even in parts of the world, people are still persecuted for doing this work, right. believe it or not. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, so how did you, so over that 10 year period from you getting that first deck of cards to you really owning the fact that you're a healer, what was going on in that period of time? It was a long process of healing just on my own level with going to therapy and dealing with childhood issues because I feel like until we get a grasp on where we were wounded and where we hold pain, we can never really be a healer, an effective healer, until we know our own issues and really work to try to get a grip on them. And, And obviously, it's a lifelong process to heal ourselves and continue to uncover wounds, but too many healers, I think, jump into the work before they actually look at their mm-hmm. own lives. Absolutely. And for me, it was just, you know, process of healing. I was I went into a conventional teaching job, which is really my only real conventional work that I ever did because I was not an, ever a nine to five kind of person. But I was in New York City as a teacher and I kept getting people coming to me like literally strangers would walk up to me and say, you're a healer. You're an old soul. You're really good at this. You need to keep doing this. And it was so weird that I heard it so often that I got deeply irritated by the term healer <laughs> because I didn't know what it meant. And I was like, you know, I thought it was like people jumping from wheelchairs. Right. And I had no context of the word healer. I am, you know, what does that mean? So it took me a long time to even just discover what that word meant. And um, it was only when I moved to Vermont and I had a lot of time to think and read and connect with people here that brought me to an acceptance of my gifts, which was really just a deep sensitivity and empathy for people. And being able to give them hope, that's pretty much what I do. I just say that I'm a tarot reader or a guide, but that's my work. It's just, it's just a step-by-step process, and as, as you go along the road, you're going to meet people who are going to help you. And that's what happened for me is that as I started healing my mind and my body, more healers would come into my life and show me things and make me curious. Right. So my curious, curiosity overrode my fear, basically. Right, and then when you actually see it happening and you see the good that you do, mm-hmm. then you start, that's when you I think you can really start believing it. And it's like, look, this it really is helping people. Right. It is. And I always wanted to be a missionary. So in some ways I'm still a missionary and a teacher, just not in the way I imagined as a child, but it's still, that still desire for service and to be, be helping others came through this rather than what I expected. Right. It's just a different, it's just a different message. You know, you're just trying like, to the same vibe frequency. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. So, so I was going to ask you something, and I was so in, into your story, I forgot what I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, I though. I literally I blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what I was going to ask you. So, being a healer, I think, is... It's, I think it's a term that people kind of like they'll roll their eyes at if you say I'm a yeah. healer or if somebody calls you a healer because it's I think it gets so associated with the medical world and like you say like people standing up out of wheelchairs but mm-hmm. I mean there's really like the real healing that needs to be done is really in an internal thing and it's and it's all really about self-worth you know what I mean right. and it's people's yep. self-worth that needs healing and so it, I think it Almost, like this, this, the work that you do and the work that we all do as mm-hmm. in this community is like it's more important than the quote unquote healers out there right. because we really are raising people's self worth. I mean, what are you? What's your kind of take on on like like you say it's hard to like step into that role as healer and, right. and you got, almost got mad, but like what do you? How do you look at that word now? 
Well, it's tricky because if you call yourself an intuitive, nobody knows what that means. If you say you're a psychic, there's a lot of stigma around that. And I don't like to call myself that term, even though the work that I do is certainly in the psychic realm. But uh, I, it reminds me of my friend who's, who's Navajo. And she said to me, you know, in my community, when we say healer, it invites laughter because nobody uses that term. She said, when you have the medicine, people know where to go. They know where to find you. You don't have to say that you're a healer. And she wasn't. She was saying that very good-naturedly. But I've always thought about that. That we're in a society now where it's all about social media, right? We got to have a brand. We got to have a presence. We got to have be clever and put ourselves out there. It's sort of the time that we're in, and, and it requires, in some ways, that we have labels. But if we lived in a different community, people would know where to go because they would be connected to the vibration. They would know that you were the person that gave them the herbs or you were the one who threw stones or runes, you know? So in some ways we're doing that online and we're, we're presenting this presence, but I do think that we have to put some type of term, if it's a life coach or a, you know, if you say something like I'm a hope spreader, it's kind of cheesy. You know, right, it's like, right. like people want it. People, people may be interested in finding out more about the term healer or they might say, Oh, this is silly or ridiculous, which is how I felt towards the whole new age community. It was like, this is so out there that even if I'm curious about it, I want nothing to do with that stigma. I don't want to have to do with that that name or that craziness. And so it's kind of making your way around that understanding that labels are just that. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with sexuality. It's like, you know, I call myself a lesbian because that's just what's comfortable for me. But, you know, people don't really even use that term anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. things are evolving. But I think there needs to be some type of structure so that people can kind of say, oh, well, that's that's a road I want to walk down and explore with you. Right. It's almost like a it's almost like like a, a ladder that you climb right. up. And, it, right. and, and I kind of feel like the labels like it's like your friend said, like, you don't really need to call yourself that once you're there. Yes. But you do need to like make sure that term is you have to you you have to like let other people recognize because when you're saying hey look you're a healer to other people that right. don't recognize it yet like so that term needs to be acceptable for the people who don't realize they're healers yet you know and exactly. then once they actually step into it they don't need to use that word anymore but you still right. have to like use it so that the, the people who don't recognize it in themselves yet can put it in a language that they can understand Right, and I would much rather be called a healer than other words in society. Right. So, so if people are uncomfortable with healer, that's fine by me. Right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about your your uh, your practice now. Like you you offer um, tarot readings. You do mm-hmm. it, how do you do it through with Skype or? Um, I do mainly, yeah, Skype or uh, Skype audio, FaceTime audio, or phone, which I found you know, in the virtual world, there's so many people that I can connect to and do readings. I used to do a lot more in-person clients, but now I've really kind of moved most of my practice online. Right. Um, it's amazing to me that I can even do this full-time. I mean, who, I have a master's in English. It's like I never expected to be reading tarot full-time. And people would say to me, there's no way you'll be able to afford having a life as a reader. But I've actually proven them wrong because, like you said, if people know what you offer and they're in that community and they continue with you, they're going to bring people to you. They're going to refer people to you. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to have to say, let me give you my resume before I convince you of my work. They're going to find you. So for me, it's been a lot of referrals over 12 years. And I do have a website, and I'm honest about being a tarot reader, though. It's interesting. I'm not just a tarot reader. In fact, I find that term limiting. But that's the tool that I use. But I'm very much a healer. I do Reiki, and I have a whole multitude of gifts that I like to 
offer people. And I was just talking to a friend about it yesterday. It's kind of like, well, how would I, how do I define myself now when I don't want to just be known as a reader? But that's something I'm working out as I continue on my path. But tarot is really the anchor for me. And uh, yeah, that's basically the virtual world. And I do webinars and classes. So for now, that's, that's what I offer people. Right. I, and I agree. I, we're right there. We're on that same, we ride that same path where, where it's like, I, how do you, I don't really want to define myself as a reader, but mm-hmm. those are the images that people connect with. And so that's the way I'm able to connect, yes. you know, what I have to say, you know, that's how I'm able to put it in a language other people can understand. And so, so, you know, you just have to accept it. <laughs> I think It's true. It's like, you know, it's kind of where you are now. And, and my, my feeling too, is that we're going through such a shift of consciousness, especially for healers in 2017, that we're being called to go, you know, for lack of a better term, deeper in our practice and that our power is increasing so that the terms are really kind of falling away, too. I was just you know, discussing this with another friend who is a healer. It's like even the terms we use now are worn out. And it's what are the new terms? We don't even know. So it's I think it is more of a vibrational thing. But you know, it's kind of hard to do where you're like, hey, pay me for my vibration. Right. I go to the PayPal and pay me for pay my for vibration. vibration. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you have to connect up. You have to get that vibration some way. And I think that's where the words come in. And that's where it is kind of mm-hmm. necessary because that's how you are able to bring people right. to your vibration through those through images and, and, and through vi- actual vibration of your voice. Right. So, right. no, that's cool. No, that, I, mm-hmm. and so that's awesome. And then you write – You've written a lot of books. Yes. I kind of hit a portal for about five years. And I always joke that, you know, if you live in Vermont and you live through the winters, you'll write lots of books. (laughs) So you have nothing else to do here but watch Netflix and write books. So, you know, if you you take the opportunity, uh, the books will be there. But I've hit a bit of a period now where I haven't been writing as much, just blog posts. And that's fine, too. You know, I think we hit in our lives certain times where we're just pumping out the work and then we it's a quiet period and then later on there'll be more books so i just create in different ways i do yeah. collage i do you webinars yeah have to keep it novel i kind of mm-hmm. i i feel that same way i feel like you know i've written a couple books and mm-hmm. and they're nobody wants to buy books <laughs> it seems like. so it's like well i mean i gotta find it's i gotta find a different way to get the message out then and you just have to keep like as we go through and advance as if you want to call it advancing as yeah. a species, we're mm-hmm. having to find all these different ways to communicate because you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over. No. And now it's going at such an it's increasing at such an exponential rate. It's almost like daily you have to change mm-hmm. how you're presenting yourself. It's well, crazy. I even find that language, you know, when I'm in readings and I want to tell people something, I, I even find my language to be limiting. I, I have this sense of this feeling sense of something that's going on with them. And I feel it so deeply that I don't even have the words for it. And it's right. so frustrating because I am a writer and an, you know, an English major uh-huh. and I, I have a good grasp on words, but it's almost like I can't even put it into words. It's, it's very, very strange to me, but hopefully they're getting it on some energetic level. I don't, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to, to find the words. And, and then when you have to also find the words that they're not just words, you know, they're words that right. you're reading for understands what you're exactly. trying to say. And that's, what I, and that's what I say to my healer clients. I read for a lot of people who are in this work. And, and I say, don't confuse being the teacher for your clients with you as the seeker. I'm like, remember that your clients are pretty much where you were five or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to dazzle them with language they can't even understand. Right. 
because that's just ego and that's just you wanting to be recognized as a whatever. But you as the seeker, go for it. You know, go out into the cosmos. Right, <laughs> you know, right. Bring us back what we need to know. But that's not for your client. Right. It's a different, it's a different realm. Your, your job is to communicate it, communicate it in a language that your client understands. Very simply. And also yes. the being clear and clean in your own life so that your vibration, that's just as strong that you're sending to your client, they receive. Because it's not just the words. In fact, the words are probably secondary to the vibration that you're sending them. Right. You're, like you said, the vibration of the voice. And that's, why, that's what I found. I think uh, Instagram has helped that. And, I, and I've, I think just even over the past year, you've seen this collective rise in consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think it is because of the limited amount of text you're able to put on there. You ha- Your words have to yes. have intention, and it has to mean something. So it kind of de- they deliver these, this punch if you can get them right. It's true. And the, and the pictures, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, your, the pictures that you put up really have such a strong message, too. What would you say to people who read for themselves every day? Do you read for yourself every day? Do you pull your own cards? I'm, I usually, most days, I pull some type of spread for myself. Uh, sometimes I take a break and I just do oracle cards or something like that. But it, it depends on what the question is. I think being specific is, is better than just a general reading. Some people just want to be open to the message, but I find that the tarot is much sharper when you ask it a specific question. Right. And, you know, I, I think also getting getting mentors and having regular readings from other people are is just as important. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because w- especially when you're starting out, what advice would you give to people who are just kind of new to tarot and they're reading for themselves daily and mm-hmm. they're fighting the message you know what i mean like you pull a card and like well that doesn't make sense to me that doesn't make you know and then you pull a second card and it's like that clarifying 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 right because well yeah i mean i think practice is important and i that's what i used to do for hours i would pull out a card and then read the book pull out a card read the book i would do that for so many months and but i always practiced with a friend too who knew more about the tarot and she was very important to me she was a friend in Vermont who was a waitress and she was reading the fairy oracles and we would sit down at a you know a table after her shift and we would just throw cards together laugh have food read the book and it was a gentle way for me to be introduced to the tarot because I had a lot of the Christianity and the judgment around it still even mm-hmm. even 10 years after leaving the church so for a newbie it's really important to be with people who know more than you and actually have the humility to be around people who know more than you and and let them teach you, and then you'll outgrow their, them and move to someone else. It's always good to have people who are always more knowledgeable than you somewhere in your aura, right. whether it's a YouTube video or never think that you know everything about the tarot because you right. never will master it. Right, <laughs> never. right, right. right. <laughs> and and it's because it's just it, – it's it's everything's it's, – there's so many different combinations, and especially just depending on the energy you're connecting with over right. them. And so that's, I'm coming up with something just off the top of my head. Let me know what you think about this. This is kind of like <laughs> technique for self-reading, because like what we were talking about is you have you want to hit that like be matching your, a vibration. And so mm-hmm. when you read for yourself, it's almost like you have to step out of yourself. Your higher self has to step mm-hmm. out of yourself and read the cards to your your earthly self, and so right. that so that you're being honest with yourself. Your higher self will be honest with you. And, and then maybe if you take that message from your higher self, you can raise your own vibration. Which is which is tricky. <laughs> so, Very tricky. It, you know, if you eat a pint of ice cream 
or you know, you're, you're not feeling good, it's going to be very hard to read that message. And, and, and so I get regular readings. I barter with people all the time, other psychics, because it's not that I don't trust myself, but I want to hear other people's take on it to see if we're matching in the message. Because that's right. always a way to check in. If you're hearing the same thing from three different intuitives, then you know you're on track. And most people are asking questions about personal relationships. And, of mm-hmm. course, the free will of the other person, as you know, right, right. affects the cards the cards too. Right. It's hard. It's hard yeah. to do love readings because yeah. that other well, person's a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> we all want what we want or think we know what we want, and usually we're wrong. So – Right. Or we, you know, we're limited in our viewpoint of everything. So it's um, it's always good to go beyond our own readings, even though it's it's a very good practice to do. But I would take webinars. I would learn, read books, uh, check out other readers. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, this has been anything. Anything? Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about that that I maybe interrupted you and? <laughs> no, you I'm, I'm just, I, those, <laughs> those are all good questions. I mean, I could literally talk about this all day seriously it's so fun to talk about yeah it, it's and, and uh yeah we could geek out forever <laughs> <laughs> about tarot it, it's hard i try to i try to not be that person you know what i mean like when you're with friends you're like hey look at this and tr- you know you let them come to you like they know they yeah know they need to come to you exactly how uh <laughs> i know i think we mentioned it a minute uh, a few minutes ago but so how can we find you how can people find you um my main well my main website is shivayawellness.com so it's shivayawellness.com one word and that has all of my information on it but i'm also on instagram as raven martyrosian um i'm on facebook amazon all of my books are on amazon my most well-known book is the reluctant tarot readers so if anybody is coming out of a christian environment and they're the lgbt community especially um, this is the book you want to read because it's all about coming out of the closet and embracing your sensitivities. And um, I'm all over the place, so you can find me. Okay, right on, <laughs> right on, man. This has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to uh, we'll have to chat again soon. Up next is Indra Singh. If that name sounds familiar to you, it's because she's been here before. And if you haven't already, be sure you listen to more of her lovely voice on episode 11 of the Virtual Campfire. So after you finish this. Go back and listen to that. And if you listened before, listen to it again. Um, Indra is going to talk a little bit about the struggles of reconciling having to make money through your spiritual practices. And um, I think a lot of us are dealing with this right now as we want to make ourselves available as healers, uh, but we still have to find ways to make money to live. And But that's not all she's going to talk about. Um, she's a beginning tarot reader. And um, listen to the synchronicities that come up in this conversation um, and how her story compares and contrasts to Raven's story that we just listened to. Um, it's really cool. I think you're going to find it's really cool. Um, you can find Indra on Instagram. She is Silent Moon Imaginarium. And uh, be sure you check out her website at www.silent-moon.co.uk. And one thing you're going to hear her talking about is how she's learning the Major Arcana right now. She's doing it one card at a time. And she's going to talk about how she's using my book, which is A Fool's Guide to Enlightenment, uh, to do it. And so after you listen to this, if you want to try her method, um, you can always order my book on hobosafecamp.net. It's a sustainable ebook. Uh, no trees were harmed, and it only costs five bucks. So without any further ado, here she is, Indra. So what's new? What's new with you? Oh, well, things are moving. Things are moving. Things are moving good. 
Silent Moon starting to kind of start to grow that little bit bigger. And and Indra's being more positive this year. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I must admit, your reading, your reading was great. Your reading was really good. This year, I was blown away with it. It was so good. It was just, it was so spot on. Um, totally where I'm at. So um, I'm on the lovers today because I'm working through each one. Uh, Major Arcana every day. I'm working through each card. So yeah. it's, and that's really beneficial to me. Because it's like, as I said to you in the message, I can sort of really relive everything and and really go through where I'm at with each card, and right. it, and, it, and that helps me learn because I'm I'm really I'm a visual person and I I like to really absorb stuff. And by reading it in a book, I, I can't just do it without actually putting it into practice. So reading yours is like, as I'm reading through your stuff, it's like shit. Good, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad you sent it to me. Yeah. I'm surprised I hadn't sent it to you yet. Yeah, um, amazing. It's it's really interesting if you can go back and look at, like like you're saying, like look back at your life, and yes, apply absolutely. it and, and apply it, and you can see exactly how everything fell into place and everything fell into place exactly as it was supposed to. And then when you go forward, you can start seeing it happening. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's and and. I noticed today that Mercury Mercury goes um, direct today uh-huh. as well. So yeah. It kind of really seemed to fit in with my communication with my relationships, and it was like, whoa. And every, every single card, Mark, that I've been on since the beginning, <laughs> there's been something that's gone, oh, shit, God, that really fits in with that, and that fits in with bloody hell, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> to relive the cards, well, we do relive the cards because we are the cards, really, mm-hmm. aren't we? We are the fool, you know? Yeah. And it's like really weaving that and seeing it. And it's like, um, you know, the, the, the tarot was banned from me as a, as a kid because I was brought up by a Catholic mother. So um, I wanted to always read the tarot. But my mum, she, she, she told me that I wasn't allowed to do it because, you know, I was, I was brought up from a strong Catholic background when my dad was a Sikh and my mum was a I've told you this before but my mum was a Catholic so I was brought up as, as a Catholic so um the tarot in the house was like get it out you know <laughs> demon work you know and now doing it it just feels like so liberating for me because this is when my it's like my heart you know it's like right. and I'm feeling like I really want to work with Silent Moon and, and create some essences with each of the major arcana uh the major arcana cards to create elixirs with each one. Um, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. And yeah. and and I don't know how yet, but you know, I know it will come. So right. That's what I feel like. That's why I want to live it and feel it, and you know, it feels really good. You know what I'm like. I'm just. <laughs> 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 when you know, when was so when did you were you you always had this pull to to the tarot, but when did you actually pick up your first deck of cards? Okay, so. I bought um, I bought Rider White. Um, it's Rider White, right? The yeah, original. Right. I bought them. But I, I would say probably about ten years ago, um, and I bought them, and I didn't resonate with them. Um, and I, I, it was, you know what it's like. You got to resonate with the cards to right. work with them. Um, as I was working with them, I was just kind of like, mm, this doesn't feel right. So, um. I put I put them away and then I went to Peru and I was doing some shamanic work and I was working with ayahuasca and um, one of the ladies who ran the retreat said to me, do you want a reading? Um, and I said, yeah, I'd love a reading. And she pulled out Deviant Moon. Oh, 
Ah. Um, have you seen them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. They're quite dark. But I've actually <laughs> bought. I've actually bought the book that Patrick's written. I mean, he's from Long Island. And God, he's he started. Do you know he started this deck when he was nine? No. Yeah, and he's well, he's 49 now. And um, I'm reading through his book and. So fabulous just to, to see this artist like create. He started creating the book, you know. He started creating the, the sorry the deck. Um, he was he used to draw on his um on his table at school, his desk at school, and uh-huh. the teachers used to let him do it because he was so artistic. He, and he said he used to scribble, you know. He used to use his his notebook as a is is like a, an artistic journal. He used to create the deck through. And and the deck came from being nine years old, and all the pictures from him being nine are in the actual book. It's fabulous. Cool. It's such a great deck. And um, I've I've seen the deck, but I've never actually picked it up and looked at it like with my eyes. I think you would really get it. There's a there's a dark side to it, but if you if you have the book as well, it, it's really you, you can see you know his artistic talent is just it's amazing. Um, he does lots of limited editions as well. I've noticed with the with the deck, but then. So, so I was in Peru and I, and I saw it and I was just kind of like, uh, I had a reading with it and straight away I, I said to Tracy, I said, I've, I've got to, I've got to have that deck. And I came home and I started looking at it and then, of course, I was getting waves of my mother's voice. Right, <laughs> going, right. Yvonne, <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, it was only recently with my friend Joel, he, he reads, um, a, a deck which is very much based around um, Odysseus and the Greek mythology, and he's done he does a lot of readings, of, um, and he's very very good. And he, I know Joel's following you. You've had done a reading yeah. with Joel recently, and um, we, he, we he started he started to I, I said to him one day I said because um, he's moved up north now he's from London but he, he's moved up north and he's close to me now, and he he, he came around and I said look I want to learn. I want to learn the tarot this year. I know that I have to do something for me and I really want to get into depth with it. Can you start to help me, please? So on that very Sunday, we started to look at the major arcana and I said, just, can you just talk me through the major arcana and let me, you know, see how it, the journey, what the journey's about. And that he, he, it was really good because he then, we, we talked through it and then he started testing me if, see if I remembered it and, you know, and then I went onto you, onto one of your um, Instagrams, and I saw the um, I can't say is it Nicolette? Is it Nicolette? Yeah, Nicoletta. I, uh, Nicoletta, and I saw those, and they are virtually opposite to the um, DV Moon. Right. So, and I loved them because they were dreamy and they were very feminine. And I looked at them. You'd done a reading for somebody, and I looked at them and I thought, I love those cards, um, and I bought them straight away. <laughs> They're hard to they're hard to read. They're really hard to read. But what I'm doing is I'm bringing them into the daily practice with the divine, um, with the deviant moon. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at them both, right? Uh, and 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 looking at the contrast between the two. So it's helping me to be able to read them as well. So yeah, um, it's like learning a new language when you get oh, a new deck of cards. Jesus God, I don't know how you do it. You're amazing. You really are. I mean, you really, your readings are just, I mean, you make me laugh because you're so straight. <laughs> so straight. It's like, you know, is he watching me? <laughs> I am. I am actually. And I love the way that you said the other day, um, I don't, I don't join. I'd, I'd written that message to you. Were you part of this like group? And you, and you said oh, yeah. back to me, I don't join any social, you know, groups like that. I thought, why did they ask? Because I know that already. I know he's not like, <laughs> yeah, 
this is his own chick, you know, because I'm exactly the same. So that's how I've only just started to learn the past um, month, but I've really started to commit to it because um, I know in my heart it's something that I've always wanted to do because I think it will help me psychologically with my own life. Um, I know it will. Yeah. I can't believe it's taken you this long to (laughs) shake your mom's voice. Out my head. <laughs> <laughs> you probably still hear it though, don't you? God. Yeah. She's still telling you that they're they're evil. Do you think that's a block? No, she's not. Not since I've, not since I've started to work with them. No, they've come forward. They're, they're actually they're more dominant now. They're they're like yeah. Um, and I'm and Joel's gone. You know, I think you will be a very good reader. And this is not about reading for other people. This is about me. This is about, like, I want to do this for me. I don't want to do this for everybody else. This is not about reading. I mean, I created some fairy runes um, with Joel and with Maya, my daughter, um, and I'm reading from them, and I put I put them on Instagram, and they're really lovely. We, yeah, those are cool. We, I saw those on there. We painted them. She painted them for me, and they're so close to my heart, and I use them every day, and they're so lovely, and that they've been working really well with my clients. You know, I've been every time I, I, you know, create for somebody, I pull a rune and and they're like, wow, thank you. That is so, you know, that's so perfect for me. And I just thought, well, why am I not using these as a as like using them as a reading? You right. know, because they they're so individual because they they're just what we we use in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarot, it's just like, I think as well, it was just finding the right deck as well for me because, I mean, that, I think that's hard. I think, that, I mean, you must have, I mean, how many decks do you have? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't have that many. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like, I wish I had all of them, you know? <laughs> when you post, I post so many that I just like to have some variation, you know, so they're not all the same. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of at a point where, uh, I pick them up really quickly, and then I'm kind of over them really quickly. I'm going through decks uh, really, really quickly right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna—I feel like I'm—I'm I'm mastering them after just one or two uses, and I'm already getting bored. It's funny you put Saint Germain on because um, I, I do a prayer to Saint Germain. I do like a clearing prayer because I've been doing a lot of um, um, chucking away some really violent energy that have been thrown over me over the last. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I've been well, more than that, that. You've been dealing with it for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I got back in touch with a healer recently who um, I haven't seen for five years, and she's really, really helped me um, clear so much shit that had been thrown at me. You know, like real, you know, evil, like witchcraft stuff has been. I've been right, really thrown. Last year was horrible. You know, mm-hmm. and I some weird thing happened. In I mean, I don't class. I always class my birthday as my new year, but something strange happened this year. That I, as we moved into the new year, something really shifted in me. I I seemed to become very calm, and I just became like, this is okay. You know, I'm I'm okay where everything is right now. And and then of course the tarot came. Come on, let's let follow follow this path and look at, you know, what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and um, brilliant, like, really wonderful. I can really feel that calmness in you that's yeah, just come else. over recently. Yeah, because I had a lot of anger. I've had a lot of anger come up over the last few years, and I don't feel that's there anymore. 
there isn't any anger in me that I feel I need to release. Do you feel? Do you feel kind of uh, weird now that you don't have that anger? Like, do you feel a little empty inside, or do you feel like I I think when you when you as you're reading my book, when you get to the star card, uh, this is kind of what I'm talking about, where you just you're kind of that new. You, you, you're, you, you've kind of transcended the physical crap you've held on to, and now you're like, yeah. Now what do I do? Are you, are you, have yes. you gotten yes. past yes. that, yes. or are you? No, I'm, I'm there now. I'm, I'm like, where the fuck am I going with all this? You know? Yeah. yeah. Very much. Where is it going? Um, and um, you know, I get, I get many emails of people like, can, can you help me with this? And, and da, 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 and, and I need an Alexa for this and this and this. And I, you know, Mark, I've told you before, I don't know what the fuck I do. You know, it just, it <laughs> yeah, just like no. this energy comes through me and I, I create and, um, I try so hard to tell people to just be intuitive with what they're feeling and, you know, don't, you know, rely on something else and just work with the energy through them. And, uh, but, you know, people are like sheep, aren't they? They just don't get it. <laughs> they really don't. Well, it's like, it's, it, you have to think of it as, uh, you know, there, you, you, you've come to a place where you have, you can see it. You know what I mean? Like, so, something happened to you in your life. You've been through some shit. And you've gone through some discomfort where you where your world's been shaken up, and and most people's world just doesn't get shaken up to that point. Everybody's pretty good at keeping themselves comfortable, and until you really like nobody really like says, oh, "I feel like I'm going to become enlightened today." You know, usually like you go through this horrific experience and you kind of hit rock bottom, and you're like, "Well, I can either like pick myself up and like create a new life, or like I can stay down here in the." crap most people don't get to that point most people just kind of maintain a nice comfortable life and it's hard to uh see anything beyond that when you're worrying about you know making your car payment and you know the next movie that's coming out and those kind of things yeah yeah I, i yeah i get that it's uh i mean what i've actually started doing which i found really has has worked for me is that i've started talking out loud to whatever is helping me. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know. cool. But I've actually started every day really loud going, okay, okay, now I'm selling all these moon cards, but now I need for, I need to sell more bottles. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, because I, I, you know, I'm in a position where I have to support my family. I'm not in a position where I can go, somebody's looking after me right. and I can just do this as a hobby. This is This is actually my... This is my bread and butter, yeah, yeah, you say yeah. in the UK. You know, this is my this is my money. If I don't get paid by social media and the people who see me, I don't eat, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. Like, yeah, it's exactly. It's 100% but I know, from social yeah. media, and it's like one or two days of slow business, and yeah, absolutely. you're freaking out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But I it comes have, in because, cycles. It always kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. when you, when you kind of let the universe – you know, you've, you you have, you've kind of surrendered yourself to the universe when you take on this kind of work. <laughs> and it's like, oh, please provide, please provide. I'm going to and start I begging. Speaking out loud does help, yeah. It's just like, that's what I feel like is, is helping. It's like, come on now, this is what I this is what I need. Am I not being clear enough? Okay. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> I'm going to be clearer now. Right. Because I do know 
do know people um we we few of us have just been I'm just been with Joel now and um we've just been talking about the fact that you know there are people out there who are very comfortable and they've got a husband who's looking after them and they do their job as a hobby and even if it fell to shit it wouldn't matter because they're getting supported and there's self-proclaimed kind of spiritual people and Mm -hmm. they feel that they have the right to tell you how to live and it's like but you're not you're not in need of any cash and when it comes to that point well hang on a minute we we rely on this shit. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. There are people out there that just kind of do it as an ego trip. You know, it's like, I don't need to do it. It's kind of fun. I mean, I guess you can't knock them. I mean, that's just part of life. If you, someone wants to do it, they want to do it. But, yeah, like like for you and I, it's like it's like yeah. Christmas comes around and everybody gives their money to corporations instead of to, to us. Yeah. And it's tough. Like, you know, December is a tough month. Yeah, for I mean, a, for actually, a one-person I, business. Actually, I, I mean, do you are you are you basically relying on on readings to survive? Yeah, or, yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I'm basically reading to feed my family, and so um, it got got to a, it gets to a point where there's some days there's more than I can handle, and I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? And then there's three days yep. of absolutely nothing, and <laughs> and uh, you're thinking, well, how am I going to do this? <laughs> You know, I, I mean, way. I remember last week I had eight. I had eight orders in a day, which is a lot for me because I put a lot into my orders, and the, most of my orders are for the U.S. So ninety-eight percent of my orders go out to the U.S. Oh, wow. So I, so I, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is good, but you know, help me here because you know how much energy I put into one order. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, I've I've kind of gone dry over the last few days, and I'm just like, oh no. No, you can't freak out because I have too. So it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just I think it's just a new year, and and yeah. people are realizing that they overspent for the holidays, and and yeah. okay. you just okay, gotta ride it. Feel- you just gotta ride it, Indra. <laughs> It'll come back. <laughs> There's still oh, three God. more weeks till rent. It'll come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Buy it. laughs> <can do> it. <laughs> Just tune in. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in this community that make their living that way. I mean, there are people that like don't need the money, but a lot of people do. So a lot of people are feeling it right now. So oh, yeah, like, you're not I alone. Myself, We're all feeling it. I I put myself into this hole where it's only me again. It's only me that's feeling it. It's only it's only me that nobody's watching. There you go again. I'm I'm just that kind of in that space, you know. <laughs> but that doesn't it's make like, it any less hard, any less difficult. No. It's still, I mean, even though we're we're all feeling it, it's like you still have to figure out a way out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. what what else is going on with you? Any any uh any big any other big epiphanies other than your learning tarot? What what have you learned from tarot that that uh, can help the world? Well, I've learned through the tarot that can help the world. Up oh through the God. lovers, you're only up through the lovers, right? So the first. Oh yeah, I've only, I'm, I'm I'm doing one a day. So what I do is I do my yoga practice in the morning, and then I get and then I put the energy into the next card. So I what I do is I read your book, you read your read your paragraph about your your page about each one. And then I apply that to the cards that I have. Um, and then I apply that to my life. And then I ask for that to be um, brought through me in the day so so that I can see and feel the energy of that card. 
and so far I've been feeling I've been feel I, I really have been feeling the energy of every single card that has come to me um that that you know through the through the whole major arcana god knows what i'm going to do when i finish the major arcana because i'm going to have to go move on to the, <laughs> the, <minor. laughs> the other i know well the you just can apply but you can just <laughs> apply that same progression through the cards you know yeah. you could if you yeah. kind of you can take whatever that you know there's the progression through the majors and then you just apply it to each suit you just Super have to cool. you start at one and you end at 10 you know and and then you start yeah. back at one and as long as you look at it as a progression through them you can uh that's I think that's how you really kind of learn because then you can start once you can identify with a card you know what came before and then you know what comes after in the cards the cards are really set up to just mimic the human psychology you know so you always yeah. kind of know what's next in that progression as long as you could figure out where you are in the in the suit what number you're at yeah and I I think I think really what's going on is that what I'm trying to do is I'm I'm, I'm creating now a membership site with Scarlet Moon so that I can um, get people to work. Because what, what I find with um, my flower essences is that um, people, you know, they come to me and they rely on me and, and it's like there's only so much attention I can give people for the price that they pay. So it's like, you know, if you're paying £11, you know, I'm not going to give you like loads and loads and loads of attention. But if you pay for a consultation, which is a lot more then I, I give you a lot more attention, you know, right. it's like a, right. you know, a month of attention. So we decided that we would create this year a community so that what would happen, we'll get a Facebook page um, group going, a private group going. And so that people could support each other, because now I'm finding that people who are taking all the elixirs are coming out with so much amazing stuff and the testimonials have been brilliant and um but what i'm finding is that they want people to share it with right. and so they want people to bounce off and um so i'm yeah, feeling if you that, can find other people that are yeah. that are dealing with what you're dealing with and that the elixirs that worked for them yeah that's yeah. a great idea so that's that's what's what I'm doing with Joel at the moment, he's going to put that, he's trying to put that together for me now. And we're going to hopefully launch like soft launch it in on the 1st of February and then launch it on the 21st of March at Equinox and like create that Facebook page and, and get, hopefully get, so what that will be, it will be a, hopefully a, um, a regular income for me that will, will come in. Cause that's, this is the, it's the regularity, as you know, it's the right. regularity that you need. And it's that when being self-employed is bloody hard to have a regular income. Right. Um, but when you create, um, marketing is so difficult. I mean, it's just, I, you know, I find, I find it so hard, but when with, with Facebook, I've been working with Facebook and Joel knows Facebook really well. So he's created this funnel with me. Um, through Silent Moon, which has been really good, you know. So in in two months, I've gone from having 120 um, email, you know, emails um, subscriptions to almost a thousand oh, um, cool. through a funnel that he that he created for me, which is really really good. But but I'm now <laughs> I've now got to get to see if I can I can create like a membership where people will want to sort of get a flower essence every month and we all work together and we work with that flower essence and, oh, and we have God. a call every full moon. So every full moon we'll get together, we'll, we'll talk about it because I created a, a flower essence when I was in Italy in the summer 
um, I only created five bottles and then I did a community call with everybody and the everybody was going through the same thing with the essence um, and what I got from them was that they wanted more of a, a connection with other people who were going through the same thing so to me it was like well the only thing really to do is to, to, to create that community where people can talk where people can speak to each other and really you know this is how I'm feeling you feeling and, and the support is there but it's not just me who's giving the support you know it's, it's everybody supporting everybody. each other it's like a community yeah and that to me is really important because you know I'm I'm happy to set things up but I'm not always happy to be constantly constantly right, right. my attention you know it's it's not where I'm at and you know I'm quite a private person believe it or not um <laughs> And I'm quite an insular person, so to, to drop in every few weeks and say, hey, how's it going? And do a call, like a webinar, once a month on full moon or new moon. Um, but let everybody else support each other. And I know that people, some people who follow me on Periscope are quite, you know, I have some people, like, I have a one lady in Michigan who's just like a full-on, like, she's full-on. She's like a, a skier, she's a dance teacher, she's a yogi. And she's full of it. So she'd be perfect because she loved to run the show. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm quite happy for her to do that in her own way. So that, cause, cause she's experienced a lot of my work. Um, and she's happy to, to sort of speak about what I do in a very positive way. So I know that Shannon would just like, yeah, I can help you with that. And I guess it's in a way getting people to be advocates for you. Right. Um, for, for your work. So I guess that's where I'm going. That's kind of the next step, really. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm just about to we've just talk today about doing, I've, I've got my moon spirit cards, which I've had a lot of people working with and the eight phases of the moon throughout the month. And what I need to do now is to create a video for each phase of the moon so that people can really learn to work with each phase because I don't know, like I say, people have no idea. Like somebody on Facebook said to me the other day, what you're charging for people to work with the moon? I said, no, if you go to the link, you'll realize I'm not charging. You'll realize that I'm giving six magical moon rituals away for free. And that she, it's like it's helping people because not everybody knows how to do this. And people don't know how to right, do it. Right. They just don't. And people, some people want help. Right. You know, they don't. <laughs> yeah, and you can't, you can't, and, and what I think what is, is hard for a lot of people to understand too is you can't, like when you're, when you're living on the, like, like when everything you make goes into living, like you can't give away free time. You just don't have it to give. Yeah. If you give time, you lose money and then you don't Absolutely. live. I mean, if, if, if maybe if you had tons of money, you'd have that, you'd have more free time. It kind of, it's kind of like the amount of money Absolutely. you have comes with with how much free freedom you have in general, I think. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and I think that needs to be, I wish people could understand that better where it's like an hour of my time is, is a yeah. lot, you know? It's like, I've just put my consultations up yesterday because I mean, you know, a consultation is like pretty much five hours of my work altogether. I worked it out. It's like five hours of my work is, and it's a lot. And, um, 
Joel had said to me, Indra, you're not charging enough. It's like, it, it, you know, you're really not charging enough. You need to put your prices up because, you know, people just see it as an hour of your time with them. But, you know, you're creating the elixir. You're working out through the consultation form what it is that they need. You're speaking to your guides. You're then going away and giving them a month of your time by email, you know, and it's like, that it, it's 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 all that stuff that goes on in the background that people don't see. Um, and I'm, I I tend to um, give more of my time than I really should. I think you know I I'm very sort of compassionate to people. So when they ask me a question, I tend to get back to them very quickly, and I I have to learn not to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you know, don't do it so fast. And, yeah, uh, then they always expect it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. know, but you know, I hope you find find a way to keep to maintain, because yeah. like th- the world needs you, and so like yeah. if you if you can't figure out a way to make it happen, we lose Silent Moon Imaginarium. We can't have that happen. So <laughs> thank you. <Mark. laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta make it work. I don't know how, but you're gonna make it work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we I'll, all are. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Thank you. No, it sounds like you've got you're going in a good direction, and I think I think uh, personally you're going in a good direction too. So I mean, I think that's I. Yeah. It, it's funny with the new year. My new I, I never make resolutions, and you know I always think it's kind of funny how everyone says they turn over a new leaf. But I decided this is going to be the year I keep everybody on task. We're, we are going to make 2017 the best year, and if if I have to ride your ass all year long to make it happen, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I've taken as my task. So, you know, things are gonna things are gonna work out. You're gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Thank you. That we, helps we've a lot. got this. We've got this. Uh, you know, the the network is it's gonna it's a new community. You know, and it's and especially it's kind of a new technology even the way we are able to connect virtually. So, you know, we gotta. Get, it's gonna take some time for the right networks to be created, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can I can feel that. I think with me as as well, I think I've got a lot of uh you know, my writing is so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, I've told you in the past and I'm a, I'm I'm just I've just been procrastinating too much and I've I've said I've said that this year something has to come out by the end of the year. Something has to be there for I think I think Maybe because, and I hate to say this, but maybe because I'm a publishing snob and I want to be published by somebody <laughs> and not self-publish. Right. So it's kind of, the, there's that within me that's going, that sort of perfectionist within me is going, well, you have to have somebody approve of you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a longer, and, uh, it's a longer uh, path where they uh, they beat you down along the way. But yeah. Yeah, and I could, I, of course I could do with that, couldn't I? Because I need that so much more than I have given myself. <laughs> well, you've myself. you've been through it. You've already been through worse, is the <laughs> yeah. thing. So it's like you've already been through worse. Like now, bring on that. It's true. So I've just so I just so now I'm just like, you know, I, what the I'm like going. I'm I'm speaking out loud, saying what what am I writing about? You know, and like I think I've got nothing. But then people who know me go. You've got so many ideas. Yeah, have you ever you know, watched why? your own Periscope videos? <laughs> no. Well, maybe you need to go back and rewatch them because. Oh my god. I actually, I'm gonna have a confession. I haven't even been on Periscope in a very long time, just because I haven't had the time. But when back when I was experimenting in that platform, like 
that's why I think that's where I first found you. Like your yeah. your scopes were magical. So like, what do you mean you don't know what to write about? Give me a break. <laughs> I, I I don't know where I'm going. You know, it's like, do I write about the moon and me, or do I write about yes. that novel that's going on about over there, her yes. and the fairy queen? You know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Just write it. You know, with, if you're not writing anything, you're not writing anything. So just write. I write all of it. every day, but it's just it, it, I write every day. I mean, it's on Instagram. Everything that I yeah, write every yeah. day goes on Instagram. But yeah. the thing is that it's like I'm writing every day, but it's like, where, where's the constructiveness to the right? Where's the where's the, where's the book? You know? Yeah. Well, you have to allow <laughs> yourself the time. You have to give to give yourself the time. You're putting so much time into just you know, trying to make your business work, you've got to give yourself some time because you're going to have to write it and you've got to, you've got to put some value on yourself and say, all right, you deserve an hour a day to work on this book and be open to the book and not think someday. I don't know where I'm going. Like just, you just like, I know you write every day for Instagram, but now give yourself an hour to write your book. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to read it when I write it? Of course. You promised to read it. Of course. Of course. I'll edit it for you. That's my specialty. Is that a deal? Yeah. Really? But you have to write it. But you have to write it. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, I'll, I'll write. Okay. If, you, if I write it, you'll edit it. Of course. Really? Of course. Fabulous. You, you don't even have to ask. You just send it to me and I'll, I'll do it. Thank you. Great. Fabulous. All, all right. So where do we find you, Indra? Where do the... I know you, you've already had a, uh, a, a... We've already done a podcast, so... But there's a lot of new people, so where do we find you? Where do we find me? How do um, I find you? How does how does somebody okay. listening to this say, "Where is ah. this woman?" Um, www.silent-moon.co.uk is me. And then, if you want to collect your six magical moon rituals, you will find me at www.theimaginarium.love. Oh. Uh, where you'll find your six magical moon rituals for free. For free? For free. All right, I'm going to head over oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, free. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, for free. <laughs> All right. I'm not I'm, selling the moon. I'm, I'm not selling Okay. <laughs> and then you're on Instagram, which is, if you're listening to this, that's probably the where someone's going to find you because that's where I am. Instagram is. Instagram, Silent Moon Imaginarium. Facebook, Silent Moon Imaginarium. YouTube is Silent Moon Imaginarium. And Twitter and Periscope are Silent Moon Indra. Right on. Oh, man, it's so nice to talk to you again. And you, my love. We're, we're going to talk again soon. I want to talk to you more often. Yeah. I've got we, to keep you on track with that book. Yeah, kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Mark. All right, I love you, too. Have a good... Uh... So, now we're going to talk to Chris Gruden. Chris is also an old friend here at the Virtual Campfire, so be sure to check out episode 17 and hear Chris talk some more after we finish up this. Um, Chris and I had started a conversation a while ago about uh, some issues he was dealing with regarding Christianity versus Christ consciousness, and I kind of threw this at him at the last minute without warning, uh, but as you listen, listen to what he what he talks about when he talks about what he's going through right now. It's really important. Um, we're all trying to find our individual ways to enlightenment or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes it gets frustrating. I mean, how do you decide which way to go when there are so many options? And while there's really no definitive answer and like <laughs> there's no 
comfort in that. I think you will take some comfort in hearing that maybe you're not the only one who's kind of feeling a little overwhelmed right now and maybe feeling a little lost. You can go find Chris on Instagram. He is Almagraph. Uh, go follow him and let him know if he has touched you today in any way. Chris, take it away. Let's, let's talk about Christ, Christ consciousness. Like, where are you in that? Like, how are you? Where are you as far as Christ consciousness goes, as far as a, I, at a personal uh, level? Uh, I'm probably not the best person to talk to about this, but I my approach to Christ has been kind of um, – ass backwards than most people it's been um a feeling that's there, why you're the perfect person to talk to yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best it, it's been um my experience with christ has been through like i said a feeling um through fasting and meditation i've met what i like to believe is some type of christ energy and that's what kind of set me out to figure some stuff out here. I've always been about um, Eastern spirituality. That's what's kind of fueled me and, and moved me along my path. And when this happened, I was like, okay, there, there's something there reaching for me. I'm going to start reaching back. Right. And I think when we talked before, your, your, the problem you were having and the, I think kind of what you were struggling with was Christianity as right. maybe as opposed to just the idea of Christ. The the whole structure of Western Christianity right. has put up this tremendous wall between me and seeking Christ, and um, that that's been a huge challenge for me to break down that wall. Isn't that crazy? That's I'm the same way. Where it's like, here's this thing that's supposedly there to bring people to Christ, and that's my biggest roadblock is getting through the religion part. Yeah, it's, I mean, the more and more I kind of delve into it, it seems a lot deeper and a lot scarier than I ever thought it was. It, it seems to be like a, a group of people manipulating a beautiful, beautiful energy to control people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get all weird with it, but it, it, that's kind of what it seems like it is to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um and it, it and it's kind of it, you can even you can go back and like look at what the the Catholic Church has done with the saints and how you have these people that have this message and the church is kind of against them there at first and then when they realize this message is taking over they just kind of they basically kill the saint and take on the message on their own you know what I mean then they they mean they put the saint up as a saint but they stop that person as being the mouthpiece so that they can control the actual message. And that's kind of what I've seen, you know, since the beginning of the organization of, I guess, organized Christianity to even now, where it kind of seems like the message always gets hijacked by the organization. Yeah, the, there's the whole kind of Gnostic approach to Christ that has been snuffed out, basically, um, which I, I, I'm assuming you're kind of talking about the, those mystical kind of um Mystical Christianity, right, is what you're kind of talking about. Okay, right. yeah. So um, there's that whole strange thing of like, we don't want you to know as much as you can know, and and it stops here with this Bible that we've transcribed to you. 
do you think in 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 taking the there like what you were the Christ is to me and I think to you too is it's a vibration it's a frequency it's a uh it's basically it's basically the frequency of love and openness Mm -hmm. and unconditional unconditional love yeah and what's happened with organized religion with the Christ is they've taken it and put it as a man Mm -hmm. and that kind of all, that right there takes, and it's like this man that was the perfect man, and you'll never be like this man. You have to come to this man for mm-hmm. redemption, and that kind of takes you away from being able to explore that frequency fully as you, as yourself, as Christ. Because there's guidelines to live up to of this man, and there are guidelines that are impossible to live up to. Right. And and it's just this vicious cycle. And... um to live in fear of the heart of all hearts is just broken. It's a broken system to ultimately the biggest love. Like you said, the biggest frequency of love in the fucking universe. Right. And, and um, it's just the f- love can't grow out of fear. Love can't grow out of anxiety. And I've, and I've gone to churches. The friends have sought me out and um, I sit there with tremendous anxiety, I'm like, what, this is never going to get me to where I need to be spiritually. I, I mean, who knows if I'll ever get there in my, this lifetime. Right. But it just, what is this doing for people? <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's, I guess if there are people that connect on that level and they can get there on that level, then that's great. I think where it, the dangerous part is is where it's like that becomes the only way. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, like the only way is through this path. And when you have people say that's the only way, that's when I kind of start thinking, hmm, what's really going on here? That's the part that hurts my heart, that, like, you need to turn your back on your fellow brothers and sisters who aren't walking this path. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, these people demonize other religions and spiritual paths. Um, I have close friends who are a part of basically the 12 step program and they're heavy with the, the fundamental approach. And, um, they were telling me, you need to turn your back on all spiritual approaches that you're taking right now, or you're, you're fucked. And, um, it's for the better. Everything's going to be better once you do that. And I, I could not believe what was happening. I could not believe that the, you know, and it works with some people. And it, 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 it planted this really creepy seed in my head that still plagues me to this day. That I feel it, it's almost like a—I almost want to say mind control, um, a brainwashing to a certain extent. Like it's always in the back of my head. Well, am I doing something wrong with my Eastern approach to spirituality? What's wrong here? But you know, it's—it comes and goes. How is your Eastern approach, the Eastern philosophy approach, w- working for you? I mean, is it is it feeling like something's missing from it? Like if some days, yeah. yeah. It, it, I'm I'm at a strange point on my spiritual path. I'll just come out with that. It, it, I mean, I guess I'm kind of at a crossroads. It's kind of um, everything has kind of came to a plateau, and it seems like nothing is really working. Yeah. And um, I, I know I have a feeling in my heart that I'm 
coming towards a breakthrough because things are really loud and things are just really chaotic in my head. And they say the things are the loudest before a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I went from being completely comfortable to thinking I had it figured out. It's all one. I mean, regardless of who you follow, whatever realized being, whatever saint it is, they're all the same thing. Right. To just like, holy shit, um, wh- what am I doing here? Wh- wh- where do I go with this? Um, so, yeah, it- it's been an interesting trip as of late. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I think a lot of people, myself included, are kind of at this this new crossroads where, you know, there, I think a lot of people's eyes have been opened in the past year or so. Um, there's been like kind of this great awakening and and now we're kind of we we've gone through that first step of all right we we are spiritual beings you know we are we are light we are capable of anything and now what now now what do we do with that information you know right. like, it's almost like you're just you're you 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 open your eyes it's but it's it's like the same thing you wake up every day and you open your eyes and now you have all these choices what are you going to do with your day and it's the same thing yeah. with your spirituality it's like all right i'm open to anything and yeah, that's, and then it becomes almost overwhelming, you know, because it's all possible all of a sudden. I feel like I've obtained too much energy with my trip, with delving in headfirst into every holy book, delving into yogic practices and, and psychedelic drugs. And I'm like, yes, I've obtained all the information. I'm on my way to figuring this shit out. And now I'm like, oh, my God, like I, I have too many pieces. I can't put these together. And it's just... Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody just last week, and I was telling her, I'm I'm kind of at a point in my life where I don't believe in anything, right? And it's really beautiful because I suddenly now can believe in everything. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, anything love- is possible. Anything like you can come at me with anything and say, well, this is the way it is, and I say, well, I could see how that's right. And someone else can come at me and say, no, this is the way it is, and I can say, yeah, I can see that point too. And it's just and then, and then and then you kind of become this deer in the headlights because it's like. Well, now I'm kind of responsible for myself. Like, there aren't any, there is no real roadmap. You, you no. want these spiritual practices to give you this roadmap, and then suddenly you have to. But you, once you realize that it's all right, yeah, yeah. and it's all wrong at the same time, suddenly you're like, right. shit, I'm responsible for my own happiness. How am I supposed to do that? Some days I wish I could turn back and just not be spiritual anymore. Just. <laughs> fucking oh i'm over this shit you know like <laughs> but there's no to way, way to like reverse those seeds that have been planted and i i've kind of as of late kind of like you came to a point where like it, it, it just doesn't really matter what you believe in um because it's there's no right or wrong way and um it, but it's it's hard to settle with that yeah for me for me at least and um I, I've kind of also come to a point where I'm realizing that liberation or enlightenment, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is not mystical, is not religious. It's something else. So here I am like, oh, great. Here comes another fucking journey. It's it's not it's it's outside of those two things. Yeah. And it, it's just I, I can start to connect with people like um, Krishnamurti and, and Alan Watts who 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 believe in destroying idols. And not not believing in any of that because what's what's um, written on paper is comes from man comes from ego and God is beyond that. 
and what is made from stone and what is worshipped is only going to fucking confuse you and make you spiral. Exactly. And um, especially for seekers like us who will never rest when it comes to this. So it, it's just like it, it doesn't stop. You're, so I think I'm, you're stuck in this big, this grand disappointment. You know, because it's like you are, because it's like you go on these spiritual quests, and you're like, when I get to the end of the spiritual quest, I'm gonna know, and everything's gonna be great. And then you get to the end of the spiritual quest, and all that's there is another spiritual quest, and you're like, God, am I ever gonna know anything? (laughs) Yeah, I've pushed the boundaries and the envelope of my consciousness as a human being, as a spiritual being, and I've a teacher once told me, she's like. You're enlightened already. You've you've already came to where you need to be, but you're just too fucking distracted. So you need to just take a step back and stop trying and stop doing everything you're doing. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, well, those these these things you do bring meaning to your life. You know, these practices that you put into that you that you do every day, and then all of a sudden it's like. It's like God. I could be doing it. it it's, I don't know. I'm I'm with you, man. <laughs> I feel your frustration. I yeah. think a lot of people are right now because it is we. I think we all kind of came to this grand awakening together, and now we're like, well, we still you still gotta like pay the bills, and you still have mm-hmm. to live in this world, and and now what? You know? Yeah. I. I... And how do you how do you reconcile that? How do you reconcile this? physical world of these daily chores with like knowing that you can just be a spirit that just floats around and does whatever the hell you want to do and it's so you know just ah, it's a tough place to be it's true there's nothing to do there's nothing for us to do we're not like you're doing something like i we're not doing anything it's just that it's happening and to for me at least it feels like I'm creating too much friction with the constant seeking and the fucking hours of yoga and meditation and fasting. And like, it's creating this friction that's completely distracting me of what is here already. Right. And um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be taking a step back and kind of just, I don't really need to try anymore. Yeah. This, is, this is, this is it. This is, I, I, I got here. Cool. I did it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess I, if you think of it like college, and you you you've done these things, and now it's time to like once you graduate from college, then what? You have to like put it into practice, and I mean you have to put it into play. Like you have to now you have to become it, and and just kind of let it, things happen. And then you realize that the shit you learned in school doesn't really apply to real life anyway, <laughs> and you have to like try to figure out how to make it all work together. And another thing is with these practices is. I'm I'm moving too far ahead and like with these spiritual practices, especially the Eastern and the heavy yogic sciences that you accelerate time and you, you, uh, you clear past karma, present karma and future karma. And you get to a point where you're too far ahead of yourself and you, you know too much about ultimately like your destiny that you're like, Oh shit. Like I've, I've gone too far. I don't know. Um, I'm out of I'm out of karma to clear, and then you have to make yeah. up karma to clear. <laughs> and you you almost have to wait for like uh, the the universe to catch up with yeah. you. It's really I can't really put it in the words. No, but, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what uh, you mean. So yeah, I'm gonna be just taking a step back and just not. <laughs> and, well, and then it gets kind of boring, you know, when you're sitting there just waiting for the universe to catch up. And that's yeah. that's a that's a practice in and of itself, just that patience. 
that's where you are right now. It's like, oh, I got to wait for the universe to catch up. And you got, you're looking at your clock and you're like, shit, man, I'm running circles around you, universe. <laughs> the universe doesn't care. It's like, I'm coming when I come. Yeah. And I, I remember something you said that really got through to me one time. I'm like, so what's up with you, dude? Like you're, you're a super spiritual dude. Like, um, what are your, what's your routine? What's your practice? And you're like, I have the routine of no routine. Yeah. Like, ah, I like that. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so structured and so like everything has to be a certain way. And there's been days where I'm like, I'm going to do what Mark said and just have no routine. And it's just been so much better doing that. Yeah. Like, I'll go out into the, into the mountains and I'll be like, all right, I got my yoga mat. I'm going to do two hours of yoga. I'm going to meditate for an hour and I got to do this. I got to write this and, and paint this and then it'll all be okay. And I get out there and I'm like, I throw my yoga mat down and I lay on my back and just stare at the trees moving in the wind. And I did that for like four hours. Nice. And, and it was so much more fulfilling than doing all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I have a real so, hard time with ritual and routine, but you know, that's kind of, that's a hard life too, especially for someone like me with a family and a family mm -hmm. that has to like roll with that where it's like at any given moment, it's like, let's go. I hear you. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's been a tough, tough uh, thing to reconcile family and spirituality just because, you know, they need some stability, too. And they need, you know, kids need kids need some routine. And I'm really not a very good uh, example of routine. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely finding balance. I've just there's just a little bit too much energy, a little bit too much momentum right now for me. And it's it's starting to kind of throw me off a little. Yeah, you sound like you're a little bit out of whack. Yeah, it's 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 been a weird um, since October. It's been very turbulent. So um, Mercury went direct today. I'm feeling a little better actually. I'm yeah, give a it little a couple clarity. days. Give it a couple days. Yeah, it's, well, you know, it's been, now we have a full moon coming up, so. Don't 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 uh, don't think that like this crate like the Mercury Mercury's gone direct, but there now there's a full moon. So like, here we go. Give yourself here give yourself some breaths. Yeah. <laughs> and manifest some shit, man. Manifest the shit you wanted to you planted seeds for last month. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna talk to you next, and I'll be nice and balanced. Well, you know, don't let other people's negativity get to you, man. Yeah, that's. Kind of what I've, yeah, good job. You pulled, you're spot on with that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm learning to not take things personal yeah, there's as that, far there's as like whole, negativity. It's that whole uh, free agency shit. You just can't control what other people do no matter how much you want to. And and if other, you just can't let their their vibes get to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm in close quarters with. Oh, I'm, I'm getting real personal with this one today. Wait, I'm, you don't I mean, have to. You're gonna have to get personal. I'm, no, I, I just feel it like moving. That, I mean, I mean, I'm in close quarters with some rather negative energy as of late, and I'm um, learning to kind of remove my ego from that and just um, make it two hearts, just two hearts coming together, and not, like I said, get um, basically put more gasoline on the fire by being irritated and being angry and you just have to expect that you just have to expect that other humans are going to let you down 
as just the human, humans are going to let you down. You can't trust anyone to come through. You just have to be have your heart open, and you just have to love them, and you have to like like you know you like when you when somebody says they're going to come through for you and you know they're not, you still have to give them the benefit of the doubt. You have to give them the opportunity, but like don't take it personally when they don't, because that's just humans, man. They just most of them just suck. <laughs> they're not going to come. They're not going to do the shit they say they're going to do, and that's just it. Who cares? Yeah, I, I, you know they're not going to, so you're not hurt anymore. That's the, kind just, of the way I've been looking at it. It's like, it's like someone says they're going to do something in your head. You're like, no, you're not. But that's okay. I love you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all just at different points on the path, and that's another thing I've kind of accepted. Um, yeah, if, if someone's a little farther behind, then just kind of let them go at their own pace. Yeah, well, especially if they're pulling you down. You can't let people pull you down. You kind of let them you got to be there for them when they rise up to you but you can't you can't like let yourself you can't bring yourself down just because someone else is feels like feeling like shit today yeah yeah i hear you brother yeah so uh, so cheer the fuck up man yeah i I didn't know this was gonna be (laughs) i know i know man i I thought this was gonna be like a we're gonna be like talking and chopping it up like (laughs) off the recording so and last but not least we couldn't wrap up this episode of the Virtual Campfire with a better guest, Raja. Raja is a writer who is currently writing about spirituality and sexuality. She writes a weekly article at, that's posted every Friday um, on the blog www.diaryofaserialdater.org. Um, sh- be sure to follow her on Instagram as well. She is underscore witches underscore brew. Um, and she's going to talk a little bit about finding yourself spiritually, being okay with your sexuality, and also a little bit about uh, twin flame energy. And, and again, there are just so many synchronicities and themes that arise that have come up in all of them. And I just think, I mean, it just goes to show you how we're all kind of riding these same wavelengths. Um, and just have a listen. Uh, Raja, take us home. You have a lot of hats. <laughs> I do. Currently, I'm wearing the hat of um, working from home and building my own business. <laughs> right on. Right on. How yeah. is that going? Are you, are um, you finding it a, rewarding or are you finding it a struggle? Um, both. Um, yeah. a, a struggle that is rewarding. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot more work than I anticipated, um, but I... I'm loving it because I am finally in charge of my time and how I use it, how I spend it. And, um, you know, it's, I'm investing in myself and, and that's great. So, and doing something I love actually, instead of, I was a nurse for a long time and wasn't, um, was happy with the money, but not with what I was doing. So what was it about the nursing that, what was it that you didn't like that? What do you, well, first, what are you doing now? Let's talk about your business now. Like, what are you, so, what, are you doing what I'm now? doing? Well, what I'm doing now is I am building up my Instagram, um, and writing a Friday feature on a blog that, um, a friend of mine who I also met through Instagram started. Um, and what got me to this point was, um, uh, 2016, I, I divorced from my uh, husband of almost 10 years. And I really had just given up myself for him and, um, and conformed 
and when that wasn't working, I knew I had to leave. And so that led me on this process of, of, of getting to know myself again and finding out what I liked and didn't like, and, um, just kind of being honest again with who I was. And I kind of lost a lot of that or, um, dampened myself to allow him to, you know, be who he was or conform to him and his, his way or whatever. And so, um, so it was kind of this reawakening Renaissance period for me. And, um, it just stemmed from, self-love and, you know, really loving who you are and being okay with you, who you are and not hiding that for anybody. And, um, I'm also a mother of five and, and, and being pregnant five times does a lot of things to your body <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, loving myself <clears throat> and my body, um, in and out. And, and so, now what I'm doing is, you know, just being honest again about who I am in and out, my spirituality, my sexuality, um, and kind of saying that it's okay to be both. You know, I, I choose to celebrate my body um, and and practice that self-love on a very social, outward kind of way and, and on that platform. But that doesn't, you know, take away from my spirituality, which my father is um, a priest of Palo, Palo Kambisa, and it's a African religion that celebrates the Orishas. And um, he scratched me and I've been learning um, since, gosh, my early 20s. And, um, and so I, that was something that I kind of put away because my husband didn't really understand it. We were very opposite. Right. And, um, and so now I'm, you know, kind of regaining my, um, my priestesshood and, and, and exploring that again and, and getting more in touch with my ancestors and, and my, um, own intuition, my, you know, just honing that again and, and strengthening it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that, and as being a, a mother of five, um, mm-hmm adding that into it too, you know, not just the physical yeah. part of it, but the everything else that right. comes along with it and the time totally. consumption. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, my end goal here is, you know, to have my own blog, but I started off light with just the one article every Friday because I wanted to kind of get a taste for it. And it's actually really time consuming <laughs> to right. come up with pictures and, and things to, you know, speak on and, teach on. And so, um, I'm glad that I just started with the Friday article and, um, not just went full on into the blog. So I'm doing that. And the end game is, um, to open my own store in Miami here. It, this is where I live now. Currently, um, I'm back home after living in Oregon for, uh, 11 years with my ex-husband. And so being here, um, they're often called botanicas, which is right. where you buy all of your spiritual goodies. And, um, it's going to be something along those lines, but more of a metaphysical taste to it. Right on. And so the yeah. blog, and that will be, the blog will be geared toward that as well. Um, the blog will still be just, you know, weekly different subjects that I, you know, discuss that have to do with self-love, spirituality, sexuality. Um, yeah. So is there, I, I know 
it, what, what was the moment where after the split up from your husband, when you were back on your own and discovering and getting to know yourself again, what was the moment where you were like, where it clicked, where you like the, the realization, the awakening, where it was like, I have been suppressing myself and I'm not going to do it anymore. Was there a moment in yeah. time that you can think of? There totally was. And funny enough, <laughs> um, it had to do with another man. So <laughs> I divorced from my husband and a longtime friend of mine who I kind of always knew was my twin flame, but wasn't ready to admit that didn't really want to admit it was kind of afraid because of what it meant for me as twin flames are two souls that you kind of have to, you know, you, you don't really mesh with your twin unless you're at this higher level. And right. I wasn't ready to accept that responsibility, I think. And so he came to me after 20 years of friendship and um, both of us being married and divorced and um, me having kids. And he finally admitted that he had feelings for me, which I, was a complete shocker for me. And then I immediately decided, <clears throat> excuse me, that I was going to conform again into whatever he then wanted me to be. And I just stopped myself and completely said, no, what am I, what are you, what are you doing? What am I doing? And I'm not going to do this again. And that kind of became my muse, my moment of yeah. just saying, I'm not going to do this again for anybody. And I didn't. And I kind of, I had this random opportunity to do this amazing photo shoot and it kind of just went from there. So, so where is this twin flame now are you was that like the moment that he was here for or are you guys still we don't, we don't still, have to talk about it i guess no <laughs> it's get into your personal life. <laughs> yeah no it's totally fine i'm i'm happy to talk about it i'm kind of an open book i r really try to share as much as i can because i think it's important for people to um to tell their stories you know you never know who you're helping saving you know making think um, and I think but a lot here. of twin flames. Reason I want, I'm asking is, yeah. I think a lot of people tangle with the twin flame, with their twin flames, without realizing like how serious it really can be. Oh, it's and intense. so and so yeah. it's so I always like to kind of ask people because I I because it seems like like those real intense twin flame moments don't they, they're kind of like in the moment and then they it's like you were there for that one specific moment, right? Well, he's definitely been there for many specific moments and then he and then he leaves and then he'll come to me in a dream and then something will happen in, you know, in the in the physical world where he'll manifest again. Right. And it's always around times when I need him. And so it was a moment and then we didn't talk. I, I mean, we talked via text maybe once or twice, three times, and then I moved here. So. That was last March, and um, now, and he's here in Miami. He had been through a divorce the year prior to mine, and um, and so now he's here in Miami. And funny enough, I was not trying to move back to Miami where I'm from. I was trying to move to Orlando four hours away, <laughs> and I had an apartment. I paid a down payment deposit and everything, and my family was begging me to stay here. So I was like, okay, I'm looking for houses in Miami now. This is crazy. I couldn't find anything in a good area with a good price. And then I was at my girlfriend's house for like one last dinner and said, 
well, guys, I'm going to be moving to Orlando. I'll see you when I see you. And she was like, no, you're not. I know somebody who's got a house right around the corner and it's empty. And I ended up moving into this house and he lives 15 minutes away from me. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, synchronicity for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it almost seems like the flame's too hot to always, to, like people think that you have this twin flame and you've just got to like stay together all the time. But a lot yeah. of times it's so hot that you can't, you kind of burn each other up. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, it was just the timing has to be right. You know, you, you both have to be very authentic, very raw. And, um, and a lot of people can't handle that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I, just, I just like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was really intense. I like to sit there and say it's awesome. I just like hearing <laughs> yeah. these stories. So what, what, uh, what else, what can you like, what, I mean, I'm going to give you this some free time. Like, what do you want yeah. to talk about? Do you, is there, uh, I, well, I mean, you know, my biggest thing right now, like I said, is self love and, and, and being spiritually sexy and not having to conform to society's norms of, you know, well, sexuality is over here and, and spirituality is over here and you don't mix the two. And if you do, you're doing something taboo. I think that we're in a new age. I think that women are, you know, really reclaiming themselves and, and their bodies, their sexuality, their um, authenticity, their minds. And, um, and it's happening in new ways and we're discovering ourselves in new ways. And I believe that there's something to be said about harnessing the, the sexual energy that we all have inside us, like your, you know, your life force energy, like your chi. It's, it's very akin to that and being able to, you know, express yourself in a spiritual way through that energy. So. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, so how can, how can, uh. How can we find you? Where can, where can we find your writing? Um, so you can find me the every Friday I do a spot on Diary of a Serial Dater. Um, it's a blog and uh, it's called uh, Flowering Fridays. And the link is in my bio on my Instagram, which is the at sign underscore, which is underscore brew. And uh, that's me. And that's where we find you. What what yeah. what a uh, what's going on with the the serial dating is that are you are you well that's my a, a girlfriend of mine started a diary of a serial dater blog and she does kind of like the serial dating sex talk and sex education piece of it and then i just do my blog spot on on fridays and and kind of i guess do a i kind of round it off with the more spiritual side of sex yeah that's cool because it's like it is kind of a, it's a different world now, like you say, like those you can blend those things in and, and definitely, yeah. I mean, I think it's always been done, but it's always been taboo. Whereas now, I think there's more of a um, of an understanding. Right on, right on. Well, yeah. cool. This has been a, a fun a fun little chat. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. When my rambling days are over. And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you
sitting there Drinking coke and whiskey in her bra and underwear Saw him in the kitchen Hanging up the phone I asked him nicely once To pack his things and go He gave her reassuring look Said he wouldn't leave But I asked him more time Time pulled out my sheath Stuck him in the back And I pulled it out though And I watched him fall down And as the morning sun rose He looked at me He said you missed my heart You missed my heart You got me good I knew you would But you missed my heart You missed my heart Were his last words Before he died Looking out the window Up at the blue Everything went dark I said he missed my heart 
fishes to bite down river from the mounds of old prison graveyard. Downriver from the Moundsville Prison Graveyard